Hi, everyone. Welcome, and thanks for listening in today. We are continuing with our BKT, hashtag BKOT series, um, how to build a kick-ass offshore team. Um, no, no, build a kick-ass offshore team. Uh, so thanks for listening in, everybody, as we are continuing with our series of hashtag BKOT, build a kick-ass offshore team. And so the idea here is to uh, have guest speakers and talk about how, how we can um, assist your firms with the whole staffing challenges going on, with how to increase revenue, with how to uh, find different resources. And so for today, we have Jerry Lotz with us. Jerry, how's it going? I'm well. It's Friday, right? Yes, yes, it sure is. And uh, Jerry, uh, thanks for taking time out and, and speaking to our audience today. Uh, tell us a little bit about Jerry and also what are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, Chris, thank you so much for the opportunity. It's, it's funny, I met uh, one of the principals of Integrity a few years back and um, kind of lost touch a little bit. And then when you and I um, had, had reconnected, it, it's been good. And I appreciate the opportunity to work with you and your team um, and, and help you to you know, share the mission. So it's, it's all good. Um, so I'm, I'm, when I was uh, ending my years in medical sales careers, I always had a passion for doing something on my own. And I swore that when I did that, I wanted to make sure that I put the guests together what I would consider a group of best in class companies to represent. So um, I can sleep at night knowing that the few companies that I represent uh, have always got my back. Um, I was fascinated when I first, you know, I started networking after I ended my medical sales career and uh, met some of the folks with the companies that I represent the, today. And one of the companies is a, a company out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana called Cost Segregation Services Incorporated, CSSI for short. And they're not an accounting firm, but an engineering-based company. But we work with accounting firms, tax professionals, CPAs, uh, and, and their clients that have residential rental, multifamily, and commercial properties. So we actually go in and provide an engineering-based study on a piece of property to reclassify the components that make up that property into shorter depreciation categories. So we do the calculations, we assume that liability for the tax professionals, give those calculations to the tax professional to apply to the return. The tax professional's happy, their client's happy. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing. A win, uh, win, this, win. Go ahead, Chris. No, it's a win, 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 for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, how did, can you talk a little bit about how that, the background on cost segregation? So for myself and the audience too, so can you tell us a little bit about uh, the history and how it works with accounting firms? Sure, sure. So um, there have been a lot of, uh, I guess, dispute or uh, a lot of uh, confrontation, controversy about assets in a building and what actually makes up that building well there's permanent assets and there are assets that may be considered personal property so real property personal property 
And over the years, um, you know, this goes back probably 30 years ago, um, there's been some controversy as to, you know, the IRS says a commercial building, you depreciate that over a 39 year timeline. But everybody knows that the carpet in there is certainly not going to last 39 years. There may be some decorative fixtures that won't last 39 years. And there was a, there were a couple of court cases, and, and most historically, most meaningful was a case back in the late 90s where the, the you know the 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 U.S. court um, was there was a case where. The IRS was um, battling against the Hospital Corporation of America, and the court system ruled in favor of the Hospital Corporation of America to where they could actually reclassify, take their buildings and break them down and declare that certain things could depreciate more quickly than others. Well, when that happened, um, a number of the big four accounting forms jumped on the bandwagon and yeah, cost segregation was something that uh, was finally put on the map and, and given a little bit of legitimacy with this court case. So the big four accounting for firms jumped in and they wanted to put this out there for some of their largest clients, which they did. It was an expensive proposition. Um, they, they did it for the clients that own the mega million types of buildings. Um, but ironically, the attorney that uh, represented Hospital Corporation of America contacted a guy named Jim Shreve to look at this process. Now, Jim's an engineer by trade. He also happens to be the president of CSSI, the company for whom I work. Um, and he, you know, the attorney and Jim talked about bringing this process to a, an affordable level and allowing the steps that are in place to complete this process to make sense for everyday mom and pop type of building owners. So Jim helped to develop some of the protocol that's still in use today. And it, Jim went knocking door to door, um, you know, 20 some years ago. And today the, the companies I'm proud to say has done over 30,000 projects across, across every state. Uh, and, and we can actually find value in buildings that are as low as $200,000, um, which is unheard of. Even today, a lot of uh, firms won't touch a property for less than a million or $500,000. So um, it's exciting. When I first heard that something like this even existed, it just blew my mind. And I thought, wow. I've got to investigate this a little further. So I hopped on a plane and went down to Baton Rouge and met the principal, met Jim and some of the folks in charge. And they're just good people. They, they just, they, they've got my back. They've got our clients back. I can call them anytime. And, and, you know, if I don't know the answer to a question, I can get on a three-way call with one of our folks, with the client and the tax professional and bang, we've got it locked down so it's 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 a wonderful relationship and so um yeah no that it it, it sounds like you're extremely happy what you're doing and and the company you work for and, and that's always a, a good sign so now let's tie this in with the 
the accounting firm aspect because the, the resources you provide um, are necessary. And so, I mean, is there specific, you gave the one example, but the other specific properties or is it all properties or kind of uh, what's the best course of action for um, uh, a, a CPA firm to reach out and, and, and regarding your help? So uh, over the years, there's been some misconceptions out there that you can only perform a cost segregation study on properties that are just newly acquired. Um, and that is uh, far from the truth. So it certainly applies to whether a property is newly bought, newly built, even if it's been owned a number of years, there's still an opportunity pro to provide some tax savings. Um, typically, we would want to run studies, or run estimates for CPA firms for their clients that when they purchase property, they intend to hold on to it. So uh, somebody that's going to purchase and do a fix and flip, sell it in a year, two years. Ideally, that is not necessarily the best candidate. Uh, and most tax professionals would shy away from um, uh, asking us to perform an estimate for that type of client, just because when the client sells, we're going to find a lot of tax deductions up front early on. But as soon as that client sells that property in a year, two years, whatever, there's a certain amount of recapture that the client's going to have to pay. So I guess when you consider the fees to get it done and the, the effort, uh, oftentimes, you know, the CPAs will feel that, you know, if they're going to pay the recapture anyway, it may not be worth the effort. But certainly anything that's going to be held for you know, three, four, five, 10, 15 years is a great candidate for a cost segregation study. And basically all types of properties can qualify. Now, naturally in a shell of a warehouse, um, we are gonna find less assets that we can reclassify into either a five, seven or 15 year class life than we would in a luxury hotel. Um, you know, a medical office probably is going to generate more accelerated depreciations mm -hmm. than maybe a self-storage facility. So certain buildings typically lend itself to generating more dollars percentage-wise mm -hmm. in relation to the size or the value of that building. Got it. And so um, in working with firms, are any of the, I mean, there's been just so many changing laws and regulations and uh, over the last couple of years, has any of the new tax laws affected your business or able to provide um, uh, uh, further insight in working with CPA firms? You know, it's, it's funny. Um, there have really been two, three tax laws that have kind of changed the, um, changed the playing field. The, the tangible property regulations of 2014 was probably the biggest change in tax laws since 1986. Then the 2017 Tax Cut and Job Act was a huge change. And even the 2020, uh, uh, the CARES Act was another huge change that, and the th combination of the three of them together really uh, took cost segregation to another level. Uh, when I first started doing this about six years ago, I set up a Google alert on my 
phone that whenever there was an article published uh, in, you know, on the internet that had anything to do with cost segregation, it would ping me so that I could see what that article was entailing. Well, I may have seen, I don't know, a couple of months. And now nearly every day, or at least, you know, three times a week, there's something that's published specifically to cost segregation. So it is becoming more mainstream, more folks are knowing about it. Um, more tax professionals are, um, you know, learning that it, it it's not, um, you know, it, it, it's valid, it's legitimate, it truly brings tax savings. Um, one of the big misconceptions that were out there were, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If I do this, it's going to cause uh, an IRS audit. So, you know, the, the, these three tax laws that I mentioned really kind of elevate the, um, the importance of cost segregation studies. And um, the 2014 tangible property regulations actually has a, has a piece in there uh, that talks about tax professionals and their building owners needing to what they call scrub a depreciation schedule. So by that, they mean to look at depreciation schedules for build clients that own buildings. And I'll just read a quick section from the tax code. It's section 1.1016-3 says, should the government audit your client, find that you have not gone back and scrubbed depreciation schedules. And if the service finds assets on the schedule that should have been expensed under the final regulations, it can not only deny your ability to expense that item, but it can disallow you from even continuing to depreciate that item. That's hmm. really powerful because, you know, not only is now cost segregation and scrubbing these depreciation schedules, it can be a money-saving tax-saving venture. It's a compliance venture because you got to comply with these laws. It Now it really becomes a legal initiative. You've got to make sure that you're abiding by these laws or there potentially can be consequences. So, um, that I think is why the Tax Cut and Job Act um, really created a stir and helped to put cost segregation um, in the forefront. There are opportunities in that to go back uh, and scrub schedules and find things that you know may have been entered six, seven years ago correctly as a capitalized item. And now when you take that initiative or that expenditure and match it up against these new regulations, that dollar amount can be reversed and now can be expensed because the laws have changed. Mm -hmm. So that creates significant catch-up depreciation allowances in, in that regard. Um, the 2017-18 uh, Tax Cut and Job Act basically said that any assets that we can reclassify into a class life that is less than 20 years. So all the five-year assets like, like um, carpets, countertops, decorative fixtures, and a host of others, all the 15-year assets, a lot of the site utilities, uh, paving, even the lines on the parking lot, that <laughs> you can place a value on those and all those five, seven and 15 year assets can be written off at 100% in the first year of ownership. 
I never forget um, when that law came into place. One of the first studies that I was able to do was for a gentleman who owned the number of Dunkin' Donut facilities. So these are fast food, um, you know, drive-through types of facilities all over the country. And, and this gentleman owned about 12 of them. Well, he's looking at an income for the year of you know, about $800,000 and looking for any way that he can to come up with ways to reduce his tax liability on $800,000. That same year, he spends about a million building another facility. Beautiful state-of-the-art equipment, uh, drive-throughs, canopies, uh, beautiful parking lot. Of that million or so that he spent in doing that, we were able to reclassify five, six hundred thousand dollars worth of assets into a category that he could write off in that first year. So now he's not paying taxes on eight hundred thousand dollars. He's only paying taxes on a couple hundred thousand dollars. Right. That's huge. Yeah, well, uh the uh, yeah, the cost savings that you provide, especially with buildings and rent going up. I mean, any way to save money and help out the the client is you know the end result here. So, uh, before we wrap up, um, appreciate you sharing some insight into this. Um, how can uh, how how uh, how is a meeting set up with you, and how can we get a hold of you? Oh, okay. Well, um, uh, my name Jerry Lotz. Uh, my Telephone number, area code 410-960-8269. You can contact me via my website as well, www.costseges.com, costsegenergysolutions.com. Perfect. Jerry, really thank you for your time today and, and giving us some insight here. You obviously know what you're doing and, and how to talk about it and how to help clients. So folks listening in, reach out. And uh, for now, Jerry, we'd really appreciate it. And we'll take care. Thank you, sir. And always enjoy working with you. Take All care. Right. Bye take now. Care.